It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Hey, welcome back everyone to uh, some Daily Thunder Down Under with Ben Price. Now, if you're wondering, uh, Down Under, that's everything south of the equator, the Southern Hemisphere. And so it's uh, Australia, where I'm from, and uh, New Zealand, fantastic. Hey to the Kiwi friends who are listening or watching, <laughs> talk a little bit like that. And uh, Ray Comfort does sound a little bit different because he's probably got a blend of American and New Zealand, but, but Ray Comfort's a, a Kiwi and so he has this voice and he's a good friend of mine, so I hope he doesn't uh, mind me mimicking his voice. And uh, of course you go uh, to the West and you go to South, South Africa, where they talk like this. I had a, I knew a pastor, a pastor in South Africa. That's how he spoke. And he, he said one time to me, you can't miss the wool of God. The wool is like, like from a sheep. You know, the wool, the wool of God. You know, you can't miss it. The wool of God, right? And everything's right, right. And uh, that's how they talk, right? And they're talking to you, right? They'll say, I hope you're well, right? You can't miss the wool of God, right? And I was in a taxi, so confusing, because I said, all right, can you turn left? Is I'll turn left, right? No, no, left. Yes, turn left, right? Not not right. So we, yeah, I put the traffic lights. And they don't even call them traffic lights. They call, this is, I cannot make this up. They call them robots. It's like, what? I'll turn left at the robots, right? The robots? I was in Durban. I'm thinking the whole city is filled with robots. It's like the Durbanator. Oh, it was so funny. And uh, yeah, so funny, right? But uh, so everything's upside down here and, uh, you know, down under Australia. And it's like the kingdom of God, the um, upside down kingdom. The first will be last. So today's message is called uh, God class versus gold class. And uh, it may sound familiar, it may sound almost like I'm parroting one of Eric's uh, messages from, I, I think I heard this way back in 2012 when I was first introduced to Eric and to Ellerslie and I heard, uh, God or gold, you choose, you know, uh, what was it? You know, people have uh, spent their whole life gambling to get gold, but which of us would sacrifice everything to get more of God in their lives? And, and I remember hearing it thinking, wow, this is so good. And uh, so there's probably tenets of that in this message, because really it's the gospel to give up this life that we know for what doesn't appear to be a great life. And yet we know it is, you know, it's like First uh, Corinthians 1.18 for the preaching of the cross or, or the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So we know when we're walking in the spirit in that, that second born life, uh, as opposed to walking in Adam, we're in Christ. We know that that new life that we have in Christ, it may not look that attractive or that appealing. In fact, people onlookers will go, okay, well, I'm glad it's you, not me. But for us, we know, oh, it is so good. And uh, it doesn't have anything that exciting in the natural, but supernaturally we've tasted and we've seen, oh, the Lord is good as it says in the Psalms. And so, uh, yes, it's going to have some of that in it. And um, it's a little story, but you may not even realize, you see, I went to uh, a men's conference uh, in Missouri a couple of years ago. So hi to my good friends over there. And um, I was sharing about uh, this idea of gold class 
versus God class. Now, the the term gold class, I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, it you definitely have heard of it in Australia, perhaps New Zealand, perhaps in England, if you're watching from me. I don't know why I have to default to a funny face when you do a British voice. It's like, right, you know, like, like Prince Charles. I, I, I think they always have that you know, type of voice, like, because they're so uh, posh. And uh, they, they, if you're hearing it via podcast, you won't see I'm, I'm you know, putting that strained voice, the way he sounds. Um, not sure why. But if you're listening, you might understand that term gold class. It's really the same as uh, first class or VIP or perhaps five star. It's, it's, it's the same thing. And it's particularly associated when you go to the movies and uh, you go and sit in gold class. See, when there was lockdown, we didn't really get to the movies uh, as much as just being able to watch some from home. And so I, I missed sometimes going. One of the things I love is being in the movies. And you know, even though you can watch them all from home now and you've got recliners, but going gold class, you, you can recline, you can have, they bring out popcorn. It's just like being at home, right? except you've got surround sound. And even that you can have at home these days. But gold class, when, when you go, you just don't want to go back to the regular cinema. And But I, I just love being in the movies. And one of the things I love is the trailers. It's just so good. And, and we, we can watch them on YouTube, right? But now when you just sit there and watch the trailers, like, oh, I'm going to see what's coming up. And you go, oh, this is exciting. And just hearing that guy who says, coming soon, an all new... You know, do you think that guy would talk like that all the time, could you imagine? Uh, you know, when he's finally finished the end of the day and he's 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 with his wife and she says, you know, they're climbing into bed. She says, did you remember to feed the cat? And he goes, I forgot to feed the cat just when I thought it was safe to go to sleep. Think again. I, I don't know if that'd be exactly the same as that, but, um, but I do love the movie trailers. Um, I, I have a fascination for movies, if you haven't figured that already, because I do some 200 plus voices, which um, I know it's a little bit crazy to think how many voices are going on inside here. But uh, over the years, I've accumulated a lot of voices, a lot of movie voices. and um, But I particularly would love to do some more uh, movies. I've been in a couple of, I was in Audacity uh, with Ray Comfort which you can watch free on YouTube. And I believe it, well, I think it's on YouTube free uh, to watch The Pilgrim's Progress, which I did some voices for. And I love being in Christian movies. Um, I, I want to see more Christian movies being produced that are all about the gospel. There have been some that are not, yeah, not, not so good, uh, more just entertainment or, you know, we need some really good, solid Christian movies. That's what I'd love. I have a huge passion to see that. Um, Definitely would love to. Uh, they, they made a couple of years ago was uh, one called Paul, the Apostle of Jesus Christ or the Apostle of Christ, which had um, Jim Caviezel. Now, he played Luke in the movie. I don't know who played Paul. can't remember his name. But uh, but Jim Caviezel, who, of course, was in The Passion, uh, you know, he always sounds... Every time he talks in every movie that he does, he sounds like he's about... To burst into tears, like every time he's like gonna cry, he could win an Oscar. But this is the happiest day of my life. Thank you so much. And uh, yet uh, he was in Paul, and uh, they actually had a couple of auditions for that movie um, to get actors who could have played Paul. Uh, you know, for example, they could have had Sean Connery when he, when he was alive. But a little hard after, <laughs> uh, Sir Sean Connery could have played. 
uh, Paul, or as he was known, uh, Shoal, Shoal of Tarshish. Yes, I uh, was sailing on the ships uh, to Rome, and we got shipwrecked. I was a little uh, shaken, but not stirred. Thank you. Or they could have perhaps had Robert De Niro. Now, uh, he's done some dicey roles, I want to say, but uh, he could have been Paul. Uh, all right. My name's uh, Paul. Used to be Saul. I was uh, I was going for a walk down the road to Damascus one day. Uh, this bright light came towards me. Uh, it was so bright. I heard a voice. I said, are you talking to me? I, I couldn't see for three days. That's why my face looks like this. All right. Thank you. Sometimes it just stays like that, actually. If, if you're hearing on podcast, it's just just imagine you've um, sucked on a lemon and your whole face just does the, the Robert De Niro like automatically. And um, but I would love to do a, uh, a really good, solid Christian movie one day. Uh, and I say that almost not, not just jokingly, but honestly, I would love to. But uh, if we did, we could make a movie about the disciples. And I think, you know, we could see something genuine uh, about what they went through, what they endured. But if, if you could get some of the Hollywood greats to be in a movie, it would go a little like this. In fact, it would go, well, exactly like this. This is the story of one man who joined with 12 ordinary men who turned the world upside down with Russell Crowe as Simon Peter. Uh, there I was, folks, in the uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, I heard a great commotion. I was asleep. I woke up. I uh, got my sword out of my sheath. Uh, the soldiers came to arrest Jesus. I cut the ear off one of the soldiers. Uh, unleashed vengeance. I knew it was the wrong thing to do. Uh, I apologized to the guy. He wouldn't listen. He couldn't listen. What could I do? Homer Simpson as Judas. Don't! What have I done? I can't believe it. I sold my soul for 30 pieces of silver. What was I thinking? 30 pieces of silver. Maybe 30 donuts. Mmm, but not silver. <laughs> Christopher Walken as Pontius Pilate. Excuse me. Hello. They say you're the king of the Jews. You say you're not. I don't know. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. I don't know. I'm going to go wash my hands. Starring Owen Wilson as one of the disciples. Wow. I can't believe it. You know, he's risen from the dead. Yeah. No, it's so exciting. Yeah. I'm just, I can't believe this is actually happening. All I can say is, wow. Yeah. So crazy. Tom Cruise as Thomas. <laughs> Woo! You're telling me he's alive. Help me. Help you. Help me believe. Because <laughs> I doubt it right now. Show me the nail marks. Help me. Show me the nail marks. Then I'll believe. If he's alive, whoo! I'll be so excited. <laughs> whoo! Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as John the Disciple. Well, as you know, I love Jesus. And we're so close. And everybody was worried that he was died. And, you know, they were so worried about it, thinking, no, come on. But listen, I wasn't worried for a second because I knew he'll be back. 
and Shrek and Donkey as the other disciples. Oh, well, I guess it's back to fishing now. All good things must come to an end. Come on, let's go. Oh, man, what are you talking about, man? You know, man, I was all alone on Friday, but now it's Sunday. Man, Jesus is alive, man. Come on, man, it's the happiest day of my life. He's so excited, man. <laughs> He's risen from the grave. <laughs> this is the story of Jesus who died, rose again, and is coming soon. Well, thank you very much, guys. <coughs> Excuse me. This is what happens when you do so many voices. You you don't know which one's your own. But uh, <coughs> I would love to see something like that. But uh, I, I wanted to show you that just to, to give you a feel that you're in gold class right now. And you've got that feel of just um, experiencing something that's actually... Uh, <laughs> just cinematic and you're sitting there with some popcorn and enjoying uh, a little movie trailer that would be fun to do. And um, so gold class versus God class. Now I've, I've given you what gold class is. You want to hear what God class is? Well, I'm, I'm excited to tell you. I want to tell you a little story about something that happened to me a few years ago and it was somewhat of a trial. Now it, I look back at it now compared to the backdrop of what we've gone through in the last what is it? I, I, two, I think it's two years now that we've been going through this whole COVID nonsense. Let's call it nonsense, the whole thing. And, um, you know, and no disrespect if anyone's had it and they've been really sick. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the craziness of what's going on in the world, right? Um, the trials that we've endured, uh, it's this whole new level, isn't it? And so, uh, but I went through somewhat of a, a small trial, but if we're faithful with a little, we'll be faithful with a lot. And that's a biblical principle that we can see. And that's what I want to show you um, in and through this story. So, hey, little quote here. Um, Richard Wormbrand is one of my favorites. Talk about a good Christian movie. Boy, this shows uh, Tortured for Christ, if you haven't seen it, shows suffering. And uh, it, it's something that you do not see very often in, in Christian films. And, and he said... Uh, this. So I'm going to read it in his voice uh, because uh, Richard Wormbrand, whoever has known the spiritual beauty of the underground church cannot be satisfied anymore with the emptiness of some Western churches. I suffer in the West more than I suffered in a communist jail because now I see with my own eyes Western civilization dying. So I don't want to throw you off there if you didn't pick that up. But essentially what that's all about is he's saying in uh, scriptures, in, in the uh, early church and in prisons, he's seeing uh, a greater demonstration of Jesus than what we see in the modern church. And we would love to see the modern church uh, have the, the fullness of Jesus and be just like the book of Acts. But we just don't want the suffering if that's, if that's possible. We want to be uh, the, I guess, the the mature Christians that we're called to be in scripture, but just, uh, we just don't want to suffer. Can, can we do it any other way? Is it possible? And I don't know. It's a bit like going into a gym and saying, yeah, I want to look like that guy on the wall. Um, well, apart from the face, you know, I mean, I want to have that, that body and, and maybe apart from the spray tan and all that, but you know, and the fact that he's, you know, six foot three and I'm three foot six, whatever it might be. But, you know, and, and a personal trainer could tell you the very same thing. Well, you can. Are you prepared to go through the pain? 
you know, the old saying, no pain, no gain. And it's so true that you, you're not going to look like that. You're not going to get the um, fast results. We just want to like that. Come on, just give me a, a six week course and just get me there straight away. And um, it doesn't work in the, the natural to get like that. Well, in the spiritual, it's the same idea that you're not going to get there without a little bit of pain. In fact, sometimes a lot of bit of a lot of pain, I should say. So I'm going to read in um, my Bible here. Uh, I've got uh, the book of James. Now we're going through it at our church. and um, But I love the book of James. It is one of my all-time favorites. It starts off in uh, chapter one. It gets straight. Well, it says, James, a bond servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember when I first read that to my um, son years ago, I was doing a Bible study at home and and he, he might have been 10 years old at the time. <laughs> he said, James, a Bond servant. He goes, oh, James Bond. I'm like, well, that's the real James Bond you want to think about. Like that he was a Bond servant. Um, uh, one who was willing to give up everything, not just uh, was a slave that had to do it. But a, a Bond servant is one who is willing, uh, giving their lives to Christ. And uh, so to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. And then he says, the famous uh, verse 2 where it says, my brethren... Uh, count it all joy or, or reckon it all joy. Sometimes it says consider it pure joy uh, when you fall into various trials. How many of us are doing that through uh, COVID season? <laughs> yes, pure joy. Uh, oh, yes, uh, you might. You, you will if you're a believer. But just because of what it is, uh, no, that's a little strange. But it's, it's because there's a reason we do. And it continues and it says, um, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let the patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. Well, there's a pretty good result right there. Because if I was to say, firstly, if I was to read those three verses in reverse, a bit like the Chinese, um, they, they read everything in reverse, don't they? That's how we do it in Australia too with our newspaper. We always start at the back page with the, read the sport and then work our way. Um, but if I was to read it in reverse and, um, and I was to actually say, Hey, maybe I'll ask the question, would you like to be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing? Now, who's going to say, uh, no, thanks. I don't want that. As a believer, we will all esteem and desire something like that. I want to be complete. I, I want to be lacking in nothing. I want I want to be well, perfect as it says, well, this is what we must follow. Consider it pure joy whenever you fall into various trials. And knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience and patience has its perfect work that you may be complete and lacking in nothing. So that's something that when we go through a trial, we can know. And yet it's even with a small trial. So I want to take up a couple of little trials I went through. So talking about gold class. Now I had a gold class experience. And that gold class experience that I had was I got to uh, perform on a cruise ship. And uh, it was, look, I'll make it easy for you. Instead of saying gold class, I'll say five star, but I'm going to add one more star. It was actually, I'm not even making this up. It was a six star. There we go. One, two, three, four, five, six stars. I don't know where they got the other star. I don't know what that other star meant, but it was luxury. It was, you felt like you're rich and famous. And I was on board for four days. Now, by the way, this is not the normal. I don't just go from cruise to cruise. Um, and certainly in the last couple of years, this was an exquisite experience for me. And it was just, wow, it was a blessing. Cause I took my wife 
And it was just so wonderful. And I remember celebrating my birthday on, on the cruise. And I was like, oh, I'm not going this on my own. I want my wife with me. It, it was one that was so exclusive. You couldn't have children. I mean, it would have been great to have them with me. But this was like six star exclusive kind of ship and everything was just beautiful. You, you make a mess in your room. They'll come and clean it up like the next day. You know, they'll just room service. Well, I think twice a day. Um, everything was free. They had a cinema on board the ship. Uh, they had the most beautiful restaurants that we ate out at. Like there was a Japanese restaurant. It was just like amazing. And you go, how much do we pay? Nothing. It's all free. It was just so good. And um, I got to do a couple of shows on board and got huge laughs. And I was like, this is so good. I, I loved it. It was just this great experience. Smooth sailing the whole way. No, no, uh, I no, uh, what is it? Um, no seasickness is the word I'm trying to think of. There was no seasickness. Um, it was just wonderful because I'd, I'd taken my wife on a cruise before. Where it was like it was called the Serenity. This particular ship. It was like the Insanity. It was like the whole ship was like this. I'm on stage going like this. <laughs> it was mad. And uh, yeah, we were on this experience, and it was just beautiful, smooth. And I just wanted everything to go smooth and get to the airport and then come home and then see the kids and just wanted it all smooth. And it was until we got to PNG, which of course is Papua New Guinea. Now you might've read uh, about Papua New Guinea or heard uh, last year, Eric did the Daring to Do a Stanley Dale series, um, which I recommend, it's fantastic. And uh, Stanley Dale was an Aussie uh, as well, but many other great missionaries that uh, went into some pretty tough territory. Yeah. Talking about um, considering it pure joy when you fall into various trials. These guys had various trials uh, all over headhunting tribes. Literally when they say we want to have you for dinner, they really wanted to have you for dinner. Um, talk about tough. Well, we weren't going into that, but boy, it was so extreme. The contrast of being on a six star ship that was gold class as far as I'm concerned and, and then getting off and seeing, well, it wasn't, you know, the accommodation of six or five stars. It was like the thousands of stars you're just under. Uh, and the humidity was almost like 110%. It, it was so hot and humid. And there were all these tribal dancers there. Like, okay, that's nice. And then we're in a car, taking us to the airport, nice air conditioned car. Okay, this is nice. But we're looking around, it just looked third world. It just didn't look exciting. And in my mind, I'm like, I just want to get to the airport. I just want to get home straight away. I don't want to muck around. I just want to get there. And so we get to the airport and the, the airport's like a tin shed out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, literally it's one of those remote airports with nothing to do and ceiling fans above. And yet, uh, it was barely doing anything. You were just, we we're sweating so much. It was like, this is crazy. And, uh, we were there four hours earlier before the flight. I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do? There's no shops. There's no duty free. When I said no shops, there was one guy who had like a little, he was selling some wooden things that were local, but you're thinking, I'm not going to take those home because I've got to declare them and there's nothing I want to get here. And it was just average. And in my mind, I'm thinking this is not gold class. I've tasted gold class. This is just average and I don't want to be here. And I'm complaining. Did I mention I'm sweating? Uh, profusely. <laughs> it was like I just had a shower because it was just so, so ridiculously humid and we had to sit there for four hours and I was not happy. And there was another guy with us who was a French guy who was, um, he was, I think six foot eight or six foot seven. He, he, 
You don't think French people are that tall. You think the little petite French people. Uh, the only other one I know is Andre is a giant. Andre is a giant. And um, this guy was like really lean, not quite Andre the giant wrestler type of guy, but just really, really tall. And he was with us. And um, he was a watchmaker and he sold watches on the cruise. So he was heading back to Australia as well where he lived. And uh, we're sitting in the airport and now he'd already knew that I was a Christian because I was reading the book uh, at that time, The Pilgrim's Progress, because that was around the time of the movie. And so I was familiarizing myself with the story again. And uh, he was there and that was good that we already brought that I was a Christian up. And yet there I am just uh, kind of complaining in my soul about how bad this was in contrast to what we'd been through. And, uh, and then there was like an announcement. It was, um, you know, if you're at a modern airport in, in Melbourne, where I live, or in, in Australia, or if you're uh, anywhere in the world that's, you know, going to modern city, like if you're at LA airport, you're, you're going to hear these announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, just letting you know, there is a delay on such and such a flight. You know, I could probably do those announcements. And just letting you know, uh, that there'll only be an hour's wait on that. And we should be arriving in, you know, whatever. And yet... <laughs> This was like one of those microphones that you'd have at uh, some sort of dodgy sort of uh, football club where it, it just was, everything was muffled. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, testing one, two, hello. It was that kind of, ladies and gentlemen, letting you know, hello, check one, two, hello, hello. Um, and this is a big announcement. Letting you know uh, there's a delay on the plane. Yep. <laughs> And this is further to the four hours that we already had to wait. When's it coming in? And I, and I went up to the counter and I said to the guy, and by the way, he had this, um, they all have this big smile. They're lovely, lovely people, the Papua New Guineans. And, uh, but they have these bright red teeth. Now, when I say red, they chew on these nuts. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I think it has something in it, like a juice that can help them relax a little bit from what I've heard can't remember what they're called, but these nuts that they chew on all day and it stains the teeth, makes them really red. So they got these big red teeth. Hello. And uh, it's like, whoa, hello. Uh, I think it glows in the dark as well. And I, I go up to the counter and I say, excuse me. And he goes, hello. Uh, I say, how long will that plane be? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> it's like, thanks for the information. We don't know. Everything's so laid back. I'm like, okay, well, when you know, just let me know. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, announcement. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, ladies. We have an announcement. Hello, hello. Check one, two. Hello. Everyone just rushes up to see, you know, what's the announcement going to be? And he goes, uh, we're still waiting on the plane. We don't know how long it will be. And then I stay there. I said, well, how long do you think it'll be? Because we, we've got to get back. If we don't get our connecting flight, we're not going to make it back home to Australia. We've got to get home. And he's like, okay, uh, do you know why there's a delay? We don't know. And I think he said something like, you know, we don't know some days uh, the pilot might, you know, might still be asleep. And he actually said that. <laughs> You're kidding me, right? So we could be here for another couple of days. And I'm just really thinking, man, oh, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm even sweating now just thinking about it because I was so frustrated. And I wanted to be back on the ship. And in me, there was this, this is not fair. Yeah, I know it's a first world problem in a third world country. 
but that's how I was. And I was like, there's no Wi-Fi here. <laughs> Can you believe it? Oh, there's no shops. I'm sweating. Did I mention I'm sweating? And this guy with the big red teeth, I couldn't be mean to him. And, and I'm, you know, going back and forth the, um, where you get the scan done, you know, normally at an airport, you, you know, put your hands up like you're under arrest or something. And, and you, the thing scans cross and you've emptied your pockets, your shoes are off and it scans you in this whole process of, well, it just so many times I'm going back and forth. The, the guy at the counter, I mean, the, the, the terminal, just the security, he just knew who I was. So he says, yeah, just go through. And I just kept going back and forth. <laughs> I could have had weapons. He wouldn't have known. I think the humidity just makes them so laid back. And they're just like, yeah, just go through. It's like that in um, Jamaica. I was on a, um, a ship, the, uh, I think it was the, uh, the Logos ship, the uh, Operation Mobilization, great uh, Christian uh, cause. Uh, and I was on there a few years ago. And uh, yeah, that was that was a fun experience too. That was in Jamaica, so I'm a little sidetracked for a moment. But uh, true story, when I got off the ship there, the this customs officer uh, sees me, myself and my friend getting off, and we've got our suitcases packed. And he looks over at us, and they're normally so stringent. These guys, they're normally you know everything is scanned, and there's questions. These customs officer, again, I think it's the humidity and the heat in Jamaica. True story. He, he looked over at us and he goes, Hey man, he goes, does you have any pistols? And we just go, um, no. <laughs> and he goes, it's fine. You can go. That actually happened. <laughs> just took our word for it. I mean, we didn't have any pistols, right? But that's how it was. And it was kind of like that in Alatau, Papua New Guinea. That's where we were. It's like there's the capital of nothing to do. And I just want to get out of here. I think that's what it meant in English because I was just not happy. And I'm just seething. I'm frustrated. I kept telling my wife, Come, oh, what are we going to do? And then, you know, she had wisdom, my wife, which, praise God, she had great wisdom. She said, come on, let's go for a walk. And it's not nice to walk, but something to do. Uh, we'll go outside and we'll go for a little walk, you know. And she said, maybe God's got a, a purpose in this. And I said, you're right. You're absolutely right. And and I, I confessed to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm sorry for grumbling and, and, and complaining because I don't want that. You know, maybe there's something that we're here for a reason. And so I don't want to think, you know, I just want to be back on the ship and have gold class. And here we were just having something that was so far from it. But I said, God, you know, what, what have you got in store? We'll just pray. And we go and we start praying. Well, honestly, within a minute or so of us praying, this couple, they walk towards us. They're, they're the village people. Um, not not like the village people. Like, why? This, not, <laughs> that'd be weird. But no, it was uh, people from the village. And yeah, they were um, just a couple. They were walking towards us. And he had a T-shirt on, which is, which is good. Um, not all of them do. But this guy had a T-shirt on. And uh, I just said, hi. You know, again, big smile, <laughs> red teeth glowing in the dark at me and um i looked over and um i see his t-shirt it, it catches my eye and i said um now i knew there's a lot of christians uh, a lot of missions have happened in png so i said i said hey um can i ask you are you a christian and he goes yes big smile and i said so are we uh, my wife and i we're christians that's awesome fantastic and then i'm seeing his t-shirt i said what does your t-shirt mean he said uh i don't know and, and I don't even know if I'm doing the accent right, but it, this is how I hear it in my mind is I don't know. And uh, I said, I think, I think I know what it means. Because all right, I saw 
on his t-shirt, he had a, a downward arrow and then looks like a plus sign and then it's like an upward arrow and then some sort of bridge or like semicircle and then a question mark. Huh. And I'm looking at it going, all right, I think I know what this means. I said, I think you've got the gospel on your t-shirt. Oh, now he just probably been given the t-shirt, but I said, well, I'm going to say this, that this is my interpretation. Now there is an actual interpretation for it, but this is how I saw it. I said, the downward arrow, you know, in Romans 3.23, it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So because of our sin, the wages of our sin is death. And that's heading downward because we're heading towards destruction, towards hell. That's what I assume the downward arrow is. Then it looks like a plus or a cross. And I said, well, the solution to our sin is that Jesus paid for our sin in full with his life's blood on the cross. Now there's the upward arrow because if we've repented of our sin and we've put our belief and our trust in Jesus Christ, now we have eternal life. Now we're once we die, we'll go to be with him in heaven. So there's an upward arrow. And then there's a question. Mark. Oh, no, sorry. Then I, f- I forgot to say there was the uh, the bit where it's like the bridge. And that's like what Christ has done uh, through bridging us towards him, bringing us to salvation. And then, of course, there's... Um, but actually what it represents is the stone that was rolled away because he rose again after three days. And then there's a question mark. And I said, will you receive salvation or would you like to know about Jesus? And, and it was something like that. And when he heard me say that, he was, his eyes lit up. He was, again, big smile, big red teeth. And he was just so filled with joy. Here he was in what we would call poverty conditions, but he was content and he was so happy. And him and his wife were so filled with joy that they met couples, uh, another couple who were Christian. And we were sharing with them and we were chatting to them for, I feel like it was 40, 45 minutes where the time just went like that. I wasn't thinking about the humidity. I wasn't thinking about the sweat that was coming from me. I wasn't thinking, oh, I wish I could be back on the ship because there we had gold class. Yes, I mentioned that, but here we were having what I call God class, something that was just in the natural. It was like, well, it's not that exciting. If you heard about, oh, we're going to Papua New Guinea and you're going to talk to some locals and they're like, oh, really? Okay. That doesn't sound exciting. But in the moment of where it was and where we were, we were filled with joy because we were with other believers and it was like, this is so good. And I got to pray with this guy and we're like, this is wonderful. Oh, I loved it. And, uh, and then we got on the plane. Eventually we didn't make it back to Australia. Uh, well we did, we made it back to Australia. We didn't get back home. <laughs> We made it to Cairns and so we had to spend overnight in Cairns and to get on the plane to get there was a tiny little plane. Um, I don't know why it was like we were a little plane and they just sort of said the people who really need to go get on it. Those who can't won't because it's a little like a bus with wings, uh, no bathroom on this plane at all. And um, and we were so like crammed in like this. It was so and and the sweat you could smell every it was just not pleasant again not not the best conditions um that night we were in Cairns in Australia again a very hot and sweaty place but nothing compared to Papua New Guinea 
And we got to have dinner with this guy who's this French guy that uh, Mezzi watches, remember I said on, and he was uh, six foot seven, probably still is. And so we were sitting down having dinner with him. Can you imagine a French guy and uh, Aussie couple sitting in cans and having Japanese food? We were out having Japanese food <laughs> with him and uh, great night. And it was enjoyable just having great food. And this guy sees... I guess because he's a watchmaker, he would notice watches. And he noticed I had a wristband. And the wristband that I... I lost it now because it broke, actually. But it, it used to wear this wristband back then. And it said John 3.16 on it. And uh, it was a good segue for the gospel. Now, I wasn't even thinking about how I was wearing this. And he goes, um, what is this? And I looked, oh, it's, uh, it's a, a wristband. It says um, John 3.16. He goes, uh, what, uh, what is this? No, I don't understand. And uh, I said, have you heard of John 3.16? It's a famous Bible verse. I don't know. And I said, well, it says, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And he, go, he goes, slow down, slow down. I don't understand. It's too fast for me. And so I slowed it down. I said, okay, well, I'll explain. It says, for God so loved the world, which meant that, you know, he had uh, compassion on this world because he saw that we were in sin and rebellion and we're heading for hell and destruction. So he loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, 2000 years ago. And Jesus died on the cross for our sins, paid our sin in full with his life's blood and then rose again. And, and then it says, but whoever believes in him will not perish, will not go to hell, but will have everlasting life. And it's not just that we live forever, but that we know him in a relationship with him. So explain the gospel and even in, in greater depth. And I said, have you heard this before? He goes, no, I've ne never heard it before. And uh, I, I said, what's, what's your background? Do you have religion or faith? And he goes, I'm an atheist. I said, oh, okay. So you believe that there's evolution, that everything came from nothing. So, uh, I just don't uh, have any religion at all. Uh, you know, don't believe it. You know, I don't believe in God. And I said, can I ask you, what do you think of this? I said, your watches, by the way, uh, they look fantastic. They're beautiful, unbelievable watches. Can you imagine if I <coughs> got all the watches the, all the parts of the watches and put them in a, uh, a little bag, for example, and just shook them all up. I've got all the little pieces, the springs, the, the screws, the, the little uh, glass that covers the window of the, uh, of the watch and just put it all in a little bag, shake it all up and then throw it up in the air and it just comes out perfectly as a watch. What would you think? And he goes, it's just crazy, no? I said, oh, of course it's crazy. It cannot happen. And I said, and yet an atheist believes that everything has come from nothing. It's the exact same idea. In fact, it's so much more crazy to think. And then my wife and I were, you know, giving him scriptures and we were telling him about the Lord. And it was just, again, what we were expecting. We wanted to be home with our kids and we're thinking, oh, you know, well, we've got to go out. We've got these dinner vouchers they gave for us. So we'll go out. I guess we'll have to go. You know, we, we didn't really know this guy, but next thing we knew, we were just engaged in a conversation. We had so much joy. We'd shared the gospel with this guy and it was just a divine encounter and God's providence was just at large. It was amazing just to be in that uh, moment. And my wife and I were just 
filled with joy because I said, you know, we could have had this gold class experience and yet we had God class and we wouldn't choose it if God says, would you like the gold class or the gold class? We go, oh, well, it just seems a lot safer to have the gold class. Can I have that? Or just a normal class. Just that's what I want. But God class is available and it's so much better. And I've had it on multiple occasions and, um, you know, where I've wanted to complain and grumble in the natural because I've been on a um, airplane one time where there was massive turbulence and uh, I mean, really bad turbulence. It was one of the times I was in America uh, traveling from within, uh, I think it was coming from New Mexico to Colorado to head back home. And the turbulence was so bad, it looked like everyone was on a ride at, at a theme park, just like some roller coaster. Everyone's like doing this. Uh, they all look like they're dancing. It was quite funny. If you're hearing it on podcasts, just, just imagine I'm dancing around, but with <laughs> no music going on. And it, it looked quite hilarious. But at the time going through, it was pretty scary. And we're like complaining and, oh, this is awful. And, um, and I had this thought to myself, you know, I thought, boy, if I knew a hundred percent that this plane was definitely going to land, okay? Would I grumble and complain or would I just enjoy the experience? And I thought, yeah, I would just enjoy it. It'd be like being on a ride. And and I had this peace that we're gonna land. And oh, look, even if we don't, we'll go straight to be with the Lord. I had this peace no matter what. And I just thought, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy the ride. And I did, and I said to the couple next to me, they're, um, they're from North Carolina, and I said, hey, isn't this fun? And they're like, I don't know about that, but we're glad you're here. And they were a Christian couple and I was, you know, reassuring them with faith. Um, we're going to be all right, guys. I know. I know. It was almost like um, Paul could have had that same confidence heading to Rome. I mean, even though going through a shipwreck, they're lightening the load. Uh, they were promised that they would get to Rome safely. Uh, well, I didn't have that promise, but I had that peace in me and I didn't grumble or complain in that situation. And it's so easy to grumble. It's so easy to complain. Uh, Philippians 2.14, you know, it says, don't, uh, in all things, don't grumble uh, or, or dispute or complain, maybe in some versions. Um, can you imagine having that advice? Uh, and yet you go through 2020, 2021 and 2022, and you're going, how do I not complain? Come on. Well, you, you can't help it, uh, but God can help it. And it's his spirit in us that will help you. Um, and, and that's what I had, that peace from the Holy Spirit that gave me that strength to not be able to complain and just not see it as a, you know, I want gold class, but I had a God class moment. And, and one more story, um, when I was in, um, I, I don't know if it was the same trip, but I think it was um, one, of, one of the trips I did to the States. And I had to return a rental car to um, LA airport which is so busy. And I'm thinking about that because we had to sort of downsize the car because there was um, less people with us. And so, yeah, I, I got to the airport. Now that night we were uh, expected to have dinner with a couple and they had a swimming pool and they're having a barbecue. And I said, all right, I'm just gonna quickly take the car and just return it and I'll be straight back. And I couldn't wait to get back uh, to enjoy what I guess I would equate it as a gold class moment, a barbecue pool. It's like, this doesn't get any better great friends. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited. And yet uh, here I am having to return the car. 
I give the keys uh, to the lady at the counter and I said, here we go. She goes, oh, thank you. And I said, oh, I'm just here to pick up the other keys and just you know, head on back. And she's like, okay, could you wait in line, sir? Oh, <laughs> um, no, I need to go because I'm in a hurry. If you just give me the keys, that'd be fine. Because I'm like here. She goes, you need to wait in line, sir. And I'm going, yeah, but I'm I'm here. She goes, it's a different line. This is the line for the drop-off. There's a pickup line. <laughs> I'm going, nah, come on, really? I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to argue, but I just didn't want to do that. That was so, no, please, please, I don't want this. So I had to, you know, you just can't win with these people. You, wait in line, sir. Well, the line was so long, it was going out of the, uh, the store outside. And I'm in line like this, just <sighs> sighing. Again, probably sweating. This is not fair. All of that. I, I think for half an hour, I went through that. I'm on the phone to my wife saying, oh, and she's like so happy. She's like, oh, the pool's beautiful. The barbecue, this is awesome. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm just, waiting in line this is just oh I was just like oh well hurry up and I'm like well I can't do much the it's moving at snail's pace again God convicts me like I, I think it would have been about half an hour into waiting in the line maybe there's a purpose and maybe there's people here you need to reach for the gospel and I go Lord I'm sorry that I've grumbled and disputed and complained and thought in my own you know, flesh and not thought, what am I here? I'm, maybe I'm on an assignment from God. And then I thought, maybe I, I started to get really crazy in my thoughts. I thought, maybe I should open air preach to all the people in the line here and God's going to do something amazing. And well, I didn't do that. I mean, that would have been great, right? And maybe I'll do that one day. But I thought, look, I'm going to just talk to one person and I'm just going to talk to someone. Maybe they need to hear the gospel. So there's a guy in, uh, I think it was in front of me or behind me. I can't remember. It was next to me in the line. And I said, hey, how's it going? And he's like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Australia. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm from Seattle or where. I can't remember where he's from. And we were talking about football and and that was great. And then um, what are you doing here? And actually, it was for the uh, premiere of the Audacity movie. That's what it was. And um, I talked about what that was about. It was about the gospel and we we're talking about uh, issues there. That's a whole nother story uh, talking about that. But uh, as a result, I got to share the gospel with this guy. Now, he he was a nominal uh, Catholic. So it was somewhat of a flicker of light there that needed fanning into a flame. Um, and so it was just profound, this uh, moment that I had to share the gospel. And we were just having a great conversation. Again, I wanted to be back in, in my flesh at this barbecue, having the swimming pool there and just having the fellowship. And yet God had put me in this spot to be in line, hey, for two and a half hours. And I got to chat with this guy and share with him scriptures and stories and bring the gospel and encourage him and leave him with uh, a DVD and a tract. And we just got on so well. And it was like, this is God class. I love it. It's just awesome, right? And I get to the end of the line and guess what? It's the same lady again. And she's going, here we are again. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> and and she gave me the keys uh, and she said, we're going to upgrade you. And it was like the same car. No, it wasn't the same car. I thought that for a second. I thought she's going to give me the same car, but it was a different one. And it was actually better. And it was this awesome car. And I kind of felt a bit bad that I was a little bit uh, impatient with her earlier on. So I just said, hey, I'm really sorry if I came across impatient. I don't want to do that. 
And I said, hey, I want to give you this. And it was a million dollar bill. He's just like, oh, thank you so much. And that's it. Make sure you read it and check it out. And I drove home. I didn't get to have a barbecue. I didn't get to go for a swim. I didn't get to have the fellowship there, but I had something so sweet, what I'm calling God class. And we don't search for it, but God gives us these moments and we can have a tendency uh, to get thrown all this stuff. And we can just simply fall into the category of the default uh, mindset of, oh, great. And I've done that, right? Or we can choose, God, what are you going to do here? Because this is exciting. And I've had gold class and loved some moments where I'm like, oh, that was good. But it does not compare to God class, which is so much better because it's nothing to do with circumstances. But the joy is so much greater when you have God class. So go for that when you have the chance. And uh, we are going to have trials, guarantee. Um, We know that as a Christian, but uh, God is going to give you God class in all of them, I guarantee. Uh, When you humble yourself and you don't just default to your own mind and your own thinking, let the mind of Christ be in you. So let me pray. Lord, I thank you that uh, you work all things together for good. All trials and uh, all difficulties, no matter how difficult they are, whether it's prisons, the extreme or the persecution of uh, what we see in countries like Syria and Iran and Afghanistan. And yet in our own world, even the Western world, there's persecution, even, even difficulty and trials. And whatever we go through, God, we can look at it through the lens that, God, you, you could work this together for good. And we can see something incredible in this, which I call God class. And uh, I desire that. I want that. And I pray that you'll bring that to everyone as we go through trials, that you'll give us these gold God class moments, I should say. Bless everyone. And thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, thanks for watching and um, looking forward to seeing you next time on uh, Thunder Down Under. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.